welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast presented by the Kubota dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, and Jackrabbit Central. In this episode, we discuss how the Jacks looked in the opener versus Western Oregon, and we preview the upcoming blackout game versus Montana State. Here's Matt. And welcome back to the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast. Hello, Chad. Hello, Hello everyone Matt. that's out there. Hello, Ron. Hello, Ron. You're already in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he ain't going to make the game, so maybe we shouldn't recognize him. He's not? Oh, yeah. man. I missed that. I missed Super that. fan doesn't make the best, the biggest game they've had all year. Yeah, that's all right. All right, Ron, yeah, we'll meet fine. you someday. Life happens. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, Chad, how the heck you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. A little warm in here today, uh, so... Yeah, if I right. end up taking my hat off, I apologize for the, <laughs> the gross hair, but uh just wanted to make sure everybody know black hat because you know this is blackout week, so mm-hmm. just a little visual cue for everybody. Hey. Um, yeah, Perfect. uh how about you, Matt? How you doing? Hey, life's good. Uh just been chasing around the kids and they're back in school, so a little extra juice on the weekends, it feels like, and uh, excited to be down. Uh, down in Brookings on next Saturday. I don't know about you, but I've watched a ton of football this weekend and it's been glorious. Like my son's interested in football now. And so it it has just been awesome. Yesterday I watched probably four or five games on ESPN plus. Have you been teaching them how to read defenses? That's, that's a better question. (laughs) No, no. Like what? Are we too high on this one? Is this Tampa two? What what do we got here? Is that base defense? Not yet. Poor monster. Not not yet. So life's good. Hey man, I, you know, I never got into that until here recently when I started doing this show with you, I was just more of a casual fan. I think that's apparent when you listen to my comments, but that's okay. You know, that's, that's I love the game. I love the jacks. I think that comes through. Yep. Yep. We're for the fans. So, um, you know, we got to talk about and give a shout out to the Boda dealers of South Dakota. Um, I just want to tell a quick story. So when I called John Kale this summer, uh, I called him because a, I needed a new lawnmower B the longest winter of ever, ever. And C, uh, I had a bunch of, uh, holes to fill in from the duration the storm that came by, uh, a year ago on Memorial day and yes. took out probably a hundred trees on my property. Uh, we dug out the roots instead of stump grinding and that left giant craters on our acreage. Um, and so I had a lot of dirt to move. I had two side dumps of black dirt that I had to move and that tractor, um, with the loader that I got really did it. So, um, that's the, John helped me find the perfect tractor for my acreage, used it to mow my yard this summer. You're going to use it to blow snow this winter. So again, um, Kubota dealers of South Dakota, they'll get, make sure you get the right tractor along with the attachments for your property. So, uh, thanks for the sponsorship guys. Let me ask you just a little bit about that. That's one of them, them smaller ish. Uh, yeah, yep. It's a subcompact. It's about a 50 horse. Yeah, nope. subcompact. That's what they call uh, it. I'm sure John's going to correct me, but I think it's like 28. Uh, Is that what they are these days? Yeah, okay. Because I know the old yep. 70s ones were like 50 horse or, or Okay. Like yep. That. Nope. Definitely There's less probably different engines depending on what you get. Yep. I wonder if it has a Kubota diesel in there or Yamar. It's just a joke. Sorry. Okay. I was like, I uh, sorry, Chad, that's above <laughs> me. That's that's your area, man. It's going to be a Kubota, right? It's all a right. Kubota tractor. Yeah, it's a Kubota, Kubota tractor, Kubota yeah. So, all right. Jeez, put me on the spot there. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, well, we got a lot of questions rolling in. I'm really excited to see the Rev at tailgating. Um, yep. You know, we got – who else do we got coming? Sean and Joe. Sean and Joe. Kevin no, and Bill. Stone. Well, no, yeah, Sean and Joe are coming later. Yeah, right. yeah, Sean and Joe are coming for Hobo Day. Yep. Um, Lebanowitz and Kevin and Montana Parlay are going to be there. So, yep. Um, those are the ones that I know of off the top Sam, of my head. Sam is not coming. I asked him. Um, oh, okay. Sam Herder. Yep. And then uh, I don't think Stan is coming to this one either. So, Stan Becton. So, I don't think gotcha, he's coming gotcha. this week. But yeah, should be a blast. I cannot wait to see you guys. It's going to be beautiful weather. I think high is 79, right? So should be good. Oh, Zach from Blue Bloods is coming up too. Oh, that's right, wow. Zach. Yeah, I knew there was – I couldn't Sweet. remember. I knew there – I thought there was one more. Well, that's, that's cool. Long. All right. Should we talk about uh, – let's talk about Western Oregon first. 
Okay, yeah, let's let's right. do a little bit of a recap. Cool, you want to hit it? Yeah, well, I'm going to let you start, Chad, because you were there. I was not there, folks, in full transparency. I had a work event that went till 6.30 that night. Um, and we are now joined by Dallas, who was experiencing oh, yeah. technology issues. Oh, is this like going to be like Coach Stig? And you're going to show He's like iPhone in it. Oh, this yeah. is brutal. I just had to reboot. It was the dumbest thing I had. So I was actually doing research. So I was doing show prep on my work computer. And then actually, I switched over to the <laughs> and the one I mean I do every time, of course. But uh, right. I was at, then I then I went to my little studio area in my Harry Potter under the cupboard, um, you know, under the stairs. And then it didn't work, and then I went back to my work computer, and that didn't work. So I just reset everything, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, I'm here. What have I missed? Uh, not a whole lot. We just talked a little bit about Kubota tractors and and what's going on in our lives a little bit, and moving on to the Western Oregon game. Kind of a little bit of a recap. Uh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, lead us off. I was there, and. You know, in my ever attentiveness, I kind of missed the unveiling of the name. I was watching the center of the field, not, not the, not the uh, Stiglmeyer Family yeah. Athletic Center, which was just to my right. And I saw them with the banner up, and I was like, "Oh, when are they going to pull it down?" And I thought the banner was going to have something on it. And Brendan's like, "No, you tit! It's that's it's on the front of the building." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, that's so, you know, it's missed a, that. A, but I was, a, you know, I was focused on Coach Stig and Lori and, and, and what was going on midfield. So, you know, can't, especially with my blind right eye, can't look left and <laughs> and see to the right very well. So Hold on, you have a, you have a blind right eye? Uh, yeah, not like, like legally blind, not like black blind, if that makes sense. Really? So it's like extra uh, peripheral vision, basically. That's how bad it is. I did not yeah. know that. That would yeah. explain why you kept driving on the rumble strips when we went to Cedar Falls. Got it. No. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're number one. <laughs> Keeping this clean. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. The new entrance, I really couldn't see from where I was well either. Uh, they kind of, I liked what they had on the video board, you know, and they had that new video board over by us, but. You probably couldn't tell. You just saw Brendan's picture, but they eventually shut off the video on that board because it was flashing like kind of like Borg's intro uh, hype video <laughs> the yep. whole time. So they just went to like straight the Jackrabbit, like what's right there mm. um, on that board for most of the big game. But they get that situated. That'll be a nice addition. I, I think that's probably either similar to or the board they're going to move probably. Mm -hmm. um maybe that's why they have it already i don't know they i feel like they had that at one of the other games last year once or twice but uh anyway yeah i mean western oregon their d-line was pretty big mm -hmm. um they got after it gave our guys some fits even some of the guys you would have thought maybe they wouldn't have um i mean size makes up for a lot right and that was not a bad football team by any means no. and, and I, I did want to make sure i got to that that uh some of maybe some of the frustrations i mean there are things that you do when you've got, when you're going against a giant, you know, a, a line that's bigger than we're probably going to see the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to exploit that. And that maybe, and I, again, like I, I, this isn't to say anything negative about Western Oregon. There's just, there's things that maybe you would do if that was a conference game to game plan for that and prep for that, that you wouldn't necessarily do in a game that you're confident that you're going to win. Um, and, and so I, I think that that's maybe where, again, there was a little bit of frustration about, man, they're not, they're not moving them off the ball. We're not doing some of the things they wanted, but that's just because of how you prep for a game like that. Does that make sense? Yep. I and agree. At the end of the, yeah. At the end of the day, we moved the ball, right? Yeah. Right. Starters moved fairly, the ball. Um, fairly easily. I yeah. Mean. We punted once the entire game. So like, right. keep that in mind. Like I, after watching some of the crap yesterday, that was out there um, and seeing some of the, again, the, the top teams really struggle, uh, you know, for quarters or halves. Uh, I'm super proud of how our starters played um, overall. And even the twos for the most part, I thought played really well too. So yeah, that's overall, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. So. so Chad, as somebody that was there, was that, and, and again, I missed, we, we didn't catch up on personal life stuff cause I wasn't on, but uh, my son Hudson had a game. That night he got to dress for, for his first varsity game. Um, but 
do you think that the the staff and the players got what they wanted out of the game? I think they did. Yeah. Um, you know, we probably kept our starters in longer than Brendan wanted. Uh, <laughs> but uh but you know, I think they got some extra reps out of like the the line the linemen um just cuz you know, they were going up against some big dudes and that's something that we're going to have come this game. I mean, look at the offensive line anyway for for Montana State. They got some big dudes. So, you know, and like you said, mass makes up part of the equation. You got to run around a guy that just stands there. Look at what Kenny Clark or someone, you know, just, or Pat or Pat. What's his name? Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pat Williams. Pat, thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's some big dudes and, and being big is, is part of it, right? You still got to run around that. If you take up, you know, the one, the two and the three, you know, technique. There you yep. go. You know, you, you got a, You got a hole and a half by yourself. You know, that leaves someone more mm-hmm. free behind you. So, yeah, and, Western Oregon did not look terrible. Um, you know, there was a little bit of a talent gap, especially in the uh, in the athlete positions. You know, the more talent positions. But I think they're going to do really well because they have a solid set of linemen you know yep. both on offense and defense and we know how that how that plays through yep. the course of a season if they can keep them guys healthy and keep them on there they were they were playing a heck of a game and they didn't give up even when our twos came in now i did leave after the third quarter the fourth quarter was kind of a throwaway for me and so matt if you were watching that maybe you could comment a little bit more on that i i mean we yep. can go over the statistics. It's statistically, it was a good game. Right, exactly. And, you know, Amar averaged 8, 8.8 a carry. Angel, 4.8. Isaiah only had the four carries, 4.8. Right. So, I mean, like statistically, it's just fine. Um, fourth quarter, I mean, it, fourth quarter was a story of missed opportunities. Uh, you know, John Bell came in and was just juiced up, um, sailed a couple balls, and then Brady, Brody Gormley, dropped a touchdown dropped. I, don't, you, I don't know if you saw that chad but, yeah i i watched like, it on the replay okay. and, and i can't believe anybody that had open yep my gosh that he's gonna that one's gonna haunt him for a while in the room i'm sure <laughs> yeah. well that's you know honestly when i saw griffin wildy we got to talk about griffin a little bit oh we get, off, get off the line and instantly be open um it was like oh gosh catch it catch it catch it you know just because that first first play basically he was on the field he catches a touchdown pass like that's pretty cool and you don't want him to be too nervous maybe like Brody was and drop it so uh, I'm glad he got such a good start and what do you end up with four catches for 70 some yards just and a tutty. and, and right. Dallas um I think we were wrong buddy I don't think he's gonna red shirt I don't but, either when, I, when a guy looks like that on the on the field I mean he looks too damn good to red shirt <laughs> So the only only caveat to that would be is I'm not sure how postseason works. Because I know that in a conversation I was in, I was at a, a Gophers camp, and, and P.J. Fleck was talking about how at FBS, bowl games don't count. So I don't know how F, uh, FCS playoffs work. Finally, someone admitted it. Admitted what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> bowl games don't count. <laughs> bowl, bowl games don't count towards the four games. I'm pretty in, sure in they, do. they do. Like, do it, I, they do. They have to. I don't understand how bowl games can't count. Other than I don't know, but is it because yeah. bowl games aren't sanctioned by NCAA? Could be. Like, it, could, it very well could be. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, if somebody's ready, it really all depends. And then I'm sure that's a conversation with him of like, okay, here's the deal. You can be, you know, a great player this year and three more, or you can have four years of possibly just being the guy. Mm-hmm. And But if he's ready, and then also you got to keep in mind, these are student athletes too. So, all right, so if you're, you who knows, academically, right? Like, when does he want to graduate? What are his plans? Mm-hmm. All that stuff comes into account. Yep. And Tom Neiman and mentioned this on the broadcast, and Jimmy mentioned it in postgame. Uh, just that with Griffin coming from Vince Benedetto's offense yep. at Jefferson, he knows the concepts, knows the, the lingo. Um, so a lot of it's just been really a, a seamless transition for him uh, in terms of the playbook. So that's pretty cool in, in and of itself there. 
it, it's yeah, obvious to me, me that the physical tools are there and it was obvious on tape right like before yeah. the season started and he made that first touchdown i said to brendan i was like that kid is not gonna red shirt nope. yep. and he, 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 we had a little bit of a discussion as we do during games and by the end he's like yeah that kid's not gonna read red shirt you know <laughs> yep no not gonna red shirt uh matt how about some game balls you want to throw those out okay so um well i i considered mark gronowski uh, eight for 10 passing, 100 and some yards, just looked sharp. 214 uh, rating QBR, yeah. that's not terrible. 121 and one yeah. tad, that's what it yep. was. Yep. Uh, he just looked in command. I loved how he was going through his progressions. Um, There's a couple times that he did look off, come back, look to his third. Um, that was great to see because that's something that we've talked about before, getting him off his first read. Right, Chad? And I, and I made a note on my on my sheet here. I and I <clears throat> excuse me. I saw it. I watched it happen, and you you texted the group about it during the game. He went through on that pass that went to uh, our tight end. Uh, no, Hines. Morgan. No, no, Morgan. Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mike Morgan went to Mike Morgan. He went through, and I went back and counted. I think he went through five reads at least before he got to Morgan, and he went Jeez. there fast. Yeah. So he really. He went bang, 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 Morgan. And it so, was maybe six even. I, the, you know, because obviously I don't know what his progressions are, but yep. he went through that progression real quick. Well, it couldn't have been six because math says that that's more players on the field. Uh, unless we had 12 oh. guys on, it could have been six. But, uh, <laughs> or, well, he could have looked, he could have looked back. He could have looked back. Could have chucked it look up one himself. way, look back. Never know. I don't know. But, yeah. but no, no, but that's a good point, Chad. And actually, that, what makes me think of, is not, not that uh, you know stuff to get inside somebody's head, but to understand what that game was for and the things that maybe he went in expecting to work on. If if one of the things that that Luhan and, and whomever else said, hey, we should work on this, that, and the other thing, he could intentionally be accelerating through reads and making sure that he takes advantage of that opportunity as he goes through. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really exciting to understand that a player is that mature to know that hey, this is I'm going to work. This is my job today. And that he actually did that. And that's, that's really cool. Yep. Um, you know, kind of just another, uh, it was in Ransom Raves, but really want to highlight how our guys just looked physically on the field. Right. Um, <laughs> that's funny, Rev. <laughs> Thanks, Rev. So, Thanks for having my back, brother. Yeah. I'll give you a beer when you come. Rev, Rev just said Gronowski checked himself off too. That's how he got the sixth read. So, <laughs> all right. So, so Matt Jacobs came in last fall, last summer, or maybe Jeez, even man. last winter, just as the strength and conditioning coach. And when I went through interviews last summer, there was lots of, of talk about, geez, these guys just look so different. And then we saw it right on the Iowa game. Our guys looked impressive. I just could not believe <laughs> how, how our guys looked on TV in, in this week one win. Um, I think I wrote it in rants and rays, but the first time it like caught my attention was uh, the kickoff coverage unit and those twos and threes, you know, the line backup linebackers and safeties running off the field, just like, holy shit. Like these guys, <laughs> these is, guys are built like, yeah, all dudes. and, and, yeah, and that, sure. so, so, so Matt to, to rewind 10 years or whatever, that's the thing that always made the biggest difference when we were a, a, a good team competitive but we would walk into i mean even say an fbs game and you could see the difference like i went out to that 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 game that went so shitty um at at illinois Mm -hmm. and you looked at their kickoff coverage team lined up and it was a bunch of just thoroughbreds up and down the line Mm -hmm. they're all six two to six three built the same and we look like south dakota kids and it's like oh man this is not going to go well and now you look up and down the line just the way that everybody is built and yeah more like, and I, I don't mean that to, to say anything bad about South Dakota kids, clearly. So, nope, we gotcha. Know. Okay, cool. But again, they just there was a difference, and now, yeah, that is what we look like. It is, I mean, top to bottom, backups, scholarship, whatever. It's a bunch of freaking athletes that, that look like they're ready to light, light up and play. Yeah, a bunch so, of stackable washer dryers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, kudos so to wasted. Matt Jacobs and staff. Yeah, yeah, man alive. Uh, getting a lot of comments here, I guess, too, about Tucker Large. 
And we need to, we need to highlight Tucker large, right? Because he was someone the last year that we were surprised to see early in the season. And then as the season went along, he started playing some safety. He started filling in at linebacker. Well, that was weird. And he, this summer, everyone I talked to talked about Tucker large uh, Tanner Castor. We talked about his preseason blog, right? Last episode. When they surveyed teammates, Tucker Large got votes from those 30 teammates as the best defensive player on the team. And that's something that definitely caught my eye uh, in that blog article. And then Tucker had the pick six and just looked so smooth back there at, at safety. And boy, does he have some closing speed on the run game. Yeah. Like, that's what jumped off the, the page to me is, you know, that's the notes I made is he'd come up just like crazy. I mean, and, he, and he's like sneakily quick. Like he doesn't look fast and i know we've said that about i don't know zach zenner he doesn't look fast but he's fast and i think tucker large is kind of like that because when he was weaving his way through on that on that return he didn't look all that fast and graceful but you know he got there real quick so Mm -hmm. to me that's like that is football instincts is what that actually is because there's there's like there's your 40 time your 10 time your pro agility all that stuff but the way that you can just see things in the moment and react and get to the ball, that that's like what Tucker has. Mm-hmm. Is he just, I mean, you, the term football guy gets thrown out. Like that just looks to me like someone that gets in the zone and just understands where he has to be at any given time on the field. And and the downfield blocking on that return uh, for a touchdown was pretty impressive by the defense. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give him some kudos on that. Yeah. Some of the best safeties I remember, you know, you played with Scott Conant, right, Dallas? Did you play with Scott? I, I did. What a baller. And just yeah. a fluid athlete. And also yep. grew three inches when he got to school. Like, I think he was oh, geez. I think he was, I think he was six foot when he showed up and six three by the time he went to the Chiefs. Yep. So Scott Conant, Conrad Kerstead, and Nick all Mears right. are some of my favorite all-time yeah. safeties at SDSU. Um, and, and instincts, right, with those guys. You talk about fluid athletes as well. Yep. And I think that's something that's underrated with Tucker, definitely. Um, so we'll see if he can kind of solidify his place up there. You know, he has a lot of, a lot of career left ahead of him. Um, but man, I like the early returns. That's for sure. Yeah. Only what sophomore, right? Yep. Yep. Nice. So, yeah. So, so you gave Griffin Wildey, uh, on your, on yep. your blog, the, the game ball, are you sticking with that? I did. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. How about you, Dallas? Who, who do you think on the offensive side of the ball? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't get a chance. I watched it off and on. My son was playing, so I don't want to chime in beyond what Matt said. That's I'm oh, that's honestly, all right, man. I, I would go with what he had. But you're a great dad, and kudos to that. <laughs> we need more of that in this world. Hey, he got he got his he he got his first that's uh, awesome. first varsity snaps as a freshman under the lights. That was huge. Excited for you and him. Uh, I put down both Amar and Mark, um, so I think I'll go with Amar. 8.8 on on the those attempts you know he he looked great um what about defense matt you had what savion yeah i went with savion um i thought savion just looked explosive out there and it i think i talked about this last week right that um trevere they've said has found the fountain of youth but savion looks like someone maybe that's been playing football for six or seven years however long it's been um but man i thought he looked good out there he was flowing. He led the team in tackles, had its couple so tackles for loss. So, yeah. And that's exactly who I had. We all know he's my guy. I've said it for a long time. So, yep. um, that's who I picked, too. Yep. And Dustin Helton has down here. His game ball goes out to the student section. Way to show out. Absolutely. Yep. Those oh, pictures hey, are nuts. It. Yeah. It was, it was the entire section and coming around the corner. So, they had the next the next section over as well. Being on a Thursday is great because you know we see a lot of a lot of kids go home for the weekends to see their families, to work, work mm-hmm. on a farm, you know, whatever whatever it is. And so we all know when we were in college, Thursday was the night out, and mm-hmm. that that was one of the good things about it being a Thursday game. I think that will be the best student section we might see all year. Yep. Well, let's hope they had fun, right, and had a good yeah, experience. Had yeah, had had fun. Hopefully, tailgating ahead of time. So I, I think. Uh, I think that that should build momentum, right? Um, Record-setting freshman class. I don't know if you've been seeing the news out of campus, but parking has always been bad on campus. And it sounds like they're asking 150 people in like the big East lot to relocate. 
and get a different pass because they oversold so badly. They oversold they by always oversell though. Like I saw that news <laughs> and I'm like, is that new? Even? Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I thought that was part of the process. But anyways, so it's a huge freshman co- class, so that's going to be exciting. Um, and and the fans in general. Who who said that? Scott O'Connell again. Awesome crowd for a Thursday night against a D2 opponent. Absolutely. Yep, that's going to earn an absolutely right there. Just the whole crowd in general. Um, uh, Chad, was it was it fairly engaged? Was it a fairly engaged crowd? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, in, well into the second half, I'd say. You know, about halfway cool. through the third quarters when people started sitting down a little bit more, you know, yep. maybe not screaming for every first down. Um, you know, there, there was some good things on – on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball from the twos. Um, if, if, if our, if our second and our two a and two B quarterback, if you will connect a little bit better, um, especially our two a guy, man, if, if, if he figures out that accuracy a little bit, we got another three touchdowns and one less field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I, how I read those plays. Those guys were open he just overthrew them or they didn't get under the ball. I guess it could be, you know, there's takes two people to tango, but uh, it looked to me like he was just a little long on them, put a little more touch on, on some of those balls and, and we get a couple more touchdowns. Talking yeah. about the, the, the two a portion chase Mason on that touchdown run looked like a human <laughs> being. I do not want to tackle. Yeah. God, just, I mean the, the term again, you, you use it, the, the phrase downhill. That was the most downhill I've seen somebody run. Like I, that would be really, really hard to bring him down. He, he looked like someone we're going to talk about here in this preview for Montana State. That's who he looked like. So <laughs> only he's lanky, right? Way. So his run reminds yep. me of like Randy Moss with those yeah. long legs. Yep. Hey, we need to address this because this has come up a couple times. People have probably seen in the comments. Everyone's curious. Oops. Sorry, Chad. Sorry. All right. What is what? it? I can't read it. What Jordan it? Fink says, question on health. On the broadcast, Tom Neiman said Bach will be out a couple games. He playing this week, and what's the injury? Okay, Mister Medical Man, uh, have you ever heard of HIPAA? Huh? Uh, All right, uh, we can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, coach doesn't ever. He's never that specific. He'll say uh, it's a leg injury. Well, he's wearing a boot, so <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't know Foot, for sure. Leg, ankle. Yeah. I, I mean, all those things, right? It could be any of those. Yeah, things. he's out a couple weeks. That's what we know. Um, the specifics of the injury, we do not know. So, um, yeah. You know, we're going to be okay. It stinks to not have him, but it's one of our deepest positions. We'll be all right. We'll get there, Ron. Uh, one other guy I just want to highlight because I thought he played phenomenal. And it, I know this is kind of hard to see in the stands sometimes, but Bryce Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, again, Coach Bibbs talked about him when I did my my uh, my preview um, for the D-line D and just talking about his strength. As a true freshman, again, his dad is Ed Hawthorne, played in the league. Um, he was insane. Just a wrecker in the backfield multiple times, a couple tackles, I think. Uh, he's going to be a fun player to watch develop. Holy smokes. We've had a lot of uh, highly regarded defensive line um, recruits in the last 10 years. He, he was not that highly recruited, and he may end up being – one of the best that we've had. He looks that good. Yeah. And I know I had notes down, man. I love what I see. Definitely a high motor guy. And he was just into it, right? Like every play he was 110%. When he made that tackle behind the line, you could tell that was, that was really, that really meant something to him. So yeah, it's good to see that. Yep. Um, All right. Should we transition to Montana state or Dallas? You got anything else? No, I, I do not. I, I think we got what we needed out of the game. Um, excited uh, that, that, you know, some of the, the younger guys got snaps. The, I don't know if it, now's the time to talk about it. The, you know, the age of our defensive line and how many seniors we have listed is a concern, but you brought that up again with Hawthorne and there's a couple of other guys that uh, I hope we get to see them in some other situations here during the course of the year to start to get them more reps, more confidence and get them ready for, for the future. But otherwise, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Jimmy had brought up that on his coach's show and said a little bit about trying, sorry, Matt, I didn't step oh, on your toes. I hope you're good. He, he had said that, you know, as we go on, we're going to see more of a hockey lineup change and, and that's what they expect to do. And I think we saw it in that game. 
but probably in a game like MSU, if it's close, which we inevitably think it will be, um, we're going to see a little bit more of the ones and a little less of the the, the one A's twos. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. opinion, but uh, how, that's how I read that comment from Jimmy on his coach. How was? Last week. Yeah, actually, not to drag this out longer. I did not get a chance to listen to the first ever Jimmy show. How was it? Was it good? How did you do? Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was funny because they addressed the the resting pissed off face, if you will. Yep. Um, yep. And and that that was just Jimmy's like my mom used to tell someone tell people that's just how he looks, <laughs> you know. So. Uh, what a cool dude. Yeah. yeah. What a cool dude. Um, all right. So Scott O'Connell, um, good comment here. They need to advertise the blackout more. About half the people I talk to don't know about it. And oh, no. this is, uh, I, I 100% agree. Let's get this. Um, if you're watching this show, you hopefully know about it. And you hopefully know that the place to get your black shirt is from Jackrabbit Central or your black lid, like as Chad's pointing to. Um, the Jackrabbit Central, if, if you're new around here, is uh, the campus bookstore, right? It's the stadium store. It's jackrabbitcentral.com. It's the downtown location in Brookings. Um, they have all your needs uh, for game day, for class, if you're a student watching this, whatever it may be. Um, so be sure to swing in there. They open at 11 on game days, I think, on Saturdays, 11 mm-hmm. to 2, I want to say. Uh, I plan to get go there, um, get my son something um for the blackout game he needs some new jackrabbit gear he told me the other day so really excited to be back in brookings and doing that and then the so, uh then the stadium store i think is open until the start of the third quarter as well so there's yep you know halftime or whatever yep. sorry dallas no no sorry uh i w- so take that one step further so one yeah go, go to jackrabbit central buy like five things no matter what you get but if right now any social media you're on, please. So if you're watching us on Facebook, Twitter, if you're listening on whatever podcast platform, get on your Facebook, get on your Twitter, whatever you do, and you need to make sure people understand that you wear black to this game. Now you might say, oh, I only have blue jackrabbit gear. Wear a black shirt. Yep. Yes, you, you should go buy a black jackrabbit shirt. That would be great. But wearing your blue jackrabbit shirt is worse than wearing a black t-shirt. Wear black to the game. Please tell people this is not complicated. And rant. Yeah. We've been pushing this for a while on this podcast and the other podcasts. So our podcasts, if you will. And we we got to get people on board. This is how you make the stands look cool. This is how Iowa does yellow, black, yellow, black. You know, I mean, we all got to get on board. We don't want to wear yellow, especially. Um Kind of like, you know, we've been preaching for years when that other fluffy, furry, homeless cows come to town. Yep. <laughs> and, and Corey Caraway has a good point. 25% yep. off Jackrabbit Central for Touchdown Tuesday. You know, we got all them tutties. Go, go get as big of a discount as you can. Great time to order on jackrabbitcentral.com. I, I, is that just in person, the, the Touchdown Tuesday, or is that also online? No orders. I guess I don't know the answer to that. Yep. All right, one last thing before we dive into this. Uh, Jim Poppins here to just talk about his favorite podcast, uh, the Jackrabbit yeah. Sports Network podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim, we, we see that. We see you. So he's right. Go listen to that. Go subscribe to that. It's a good show that Tyler puts out um, every day uh, during, during the school year, it seems like. Um, so, yes, this is Jim's favorite podcast. Uh, the Jackrabbit Sports Net- Network <laughs> podcast. So words from is the horse's mouth. Yeah, Just jab it at him. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about Montana State, who destroyed Utah Tech, who they were supposed to destroy, right? Um, sixty-three to ten. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, six, sixty-three to twenty. Sixty-three to twenty. Um, I was able to watch uh, first half of this game. Yesterday, uh, Montana State, for the most part, did what we thought they'd do, right? And run it down their throats. Um, that gold rush atmosphere is insane. That's so That's fun. Awesome. I was and at, that, I was at, when we played out there, I was out there. My God, what a fun atmosphere. Yep. Yep. And our blackouts can be that, right? I mean, yes. there we yes. go. Yes. That's what um, we want, folks. So, Montana State dealing with a few injury eligibility issues. Um, their backup right tackle, who used to be a starter, missed the game with injury. 
Um, Marky Johnson, their all-world kick returner, um, missed the game with injury. Two receivers, Ty McCulloch, uh, transferred from Colorado State. Um, he, he, he has some really good numbers from Colorado State days, but he missed due to injury. And then their second wide receiver, I can't remember his name right now, has some eligibility issues that he missed the game for. So uh, really, you know, Tommy Malat looked okay as a passer, but he was really going after um, just one guy. And that right. was uh, the uh, Cle- Clevin. Nope. Uh, dang yeah, it. It's, Cle- it's, uh, it's, Cle- it's Cleveland. It. It's Cleveland, Cleveland Thomas Jr. Yeah, yeah Cleveland thank you. Thomas Jr. Yeah, no, number two. Jeepers. Yeah, I couldn't say Clevin, Cleveland. Yeah. And he looked good. That They were connected yeah, on that back shoulder throw really well. So that's going to be interesting to watch. And I think that, you know, our defense is much better than theirs. The other person that you didn't me- mention with some eligibility issues was uh house light you know oh yeah and they had they had a similar deal last year one of their coaches got a dui and he's had a one game suspension and uh so i think we see a little bit of different offense because vegan was calling the offense mm-hmm. last this last week and i think i think house light will be back i don't think he serves more than a one game suspension because that's kind of yep. been their status quo so yep not, it's hard to take away from this game in, in a lot of ways Yep. They, what we do know, right, is the same stuff that they had when they came in for the playoff game last year. They do have a stable of running backs, and we had a good laugh about it last year, about how we really stopped them. Um, but they have, a, they have a transfer who looked pretty dang good, Julius Davis um, from Wisconsin. He looked powerful. They ran him on kind of a jet sweep, end-around type of deal, um, and he looked you know, fairly athletic on that. Elijah Elliott um, got in the game. And then they had two youngsters, Jared White and Scottry Humphrey, um, yeah. a freshman and a redshirt freshman that really looked explosive, in my opinion. Um, and those are players to watch. But it's but it's hard to tell. You know, their starting running back, Lane Sumner, looks like he got hurt um, pretty early on in that game. Uh, took kind of a helmet to the knee. So who knows about his status, but he didn't come back in the game. And they actually – uh, ended up having to have their fullback return one punt because uh, that was kind of goofy. So that was pretty goofy. But yeah, and know. I'm with what Ron's saying here. You kind of touched on it. That mm-hmm. number 22 is that Scotty Scotty Humphrey, and I think he's going to be a, a dude. Mm-hmm. So yep. Especially when you got somebody like that that puts up the Kenzie yards that he did. You know what do you have? He had over 100 yards, and not listening on the two deep to start out with that shows a lot of what just kind of their mentality is they recruit and they build their, their roster um, with the ability to run the ball. Yep. You know, it's interesting because a lot of the off season stuff that was coming out from the, from their area um, really, you know, they talked about what we talked about with Mark, right. Wanting to go through the progressions and become a better passer. And I did not see that at all in this game. Um, they, they trusted, um, uh, what's his butt to throw it Sean Chambers to throw it <laughs> twice. They only trust him to throw it twice. And he completed both of them for 53 yards, but one was a 45 yard pass. Um, a lot was eight for 14, 157 yards and a touchdown. They, but it, it was the same stuff. Like they weren't going through their progressions at all. Um, Chambers got stuffed at the goal line four plays in a row. Uh, um, was it four total yeah, plays? Four total plays. I think yeah. it's safe to say that if Sean Chambers has the ball in his hands within 15 yeah. yards, he's more likely to run than throw. I'm not yep. saying he won't throw, but I mean, the, it, it seems know, to two, be how they've played that for a couple of years now. So, I mean, two quarterbacks or, you know, three quarterbacks, they, between the three of them, they had 130, 140 yards rushing. Like that's, that is the stuff that's still to me based on just pass past regimes makes me nervous seeing quarterbacks can run that well. Yep. I had that thought too, watching Malat get out on the edge on one of those plays uh, where it was a RPO or no, maybe just a, yeah, something. And, and he just looked quick and elusive on that. And that's something maybe our field last year did prevent in a way on that. So we'll see what he can actually do. So I did have one critique from the, from our game that I didn't really talk about. Um, but it goes to this and in, in that it seemed like our defensive ends weren't doing an excellent job of setting the edge. They were kind of cheating inside a bit too much. You know what I'm talking about? Oh and, no. Uh, really? We're not going to be able to do that in this game. Yeah. That That's my point. 
I yep. guess. So we got to make sure we're we're setting that edge and, and keeping when, them guys inside. Yeah, this is a total broken record thing for me. But if you have a mobile quarterback, you, your D-line has to be so uh, so just methodical and structured in the way that you approach the game. And you just, you can't have stats in your mind as you go into it. You have yep. to understand my job is to start here, end here. I'm going to affect this. And then Tucker large or Savion or whomever is going to look like an all American, but that's just, you know, that's how you have to approach that. Yeah. Or Freeman, yeah. whoever it might be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to talk about this comment from Ron. Uh, Ron says his young, the young secondary does concern him. him as yeah. well um and i i would say that as well um your lavelle price i think right he's playing your like nickelback spot right now yep, he looked good i i thought he had a nice game but man there were a lot of receivers open in that utah tech offense that were running free um that were just missed and it seems like and this is for any good defense right a good pass rush is going to make up for some of the flaws of your secondary but uh, there were some times where that quarterback had a little bit of time uh, and, I, and I trust Mark and the Yankees and even Wildy to find some space and, and make that connection where it was an incomplete ball this week. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, we talked about that pregame, so our pre yep. pre-show, I guess. Um, and I, go ahead. I, say, I did just a little bit of reading. That, that was my understanding too, that maybe those are some of the jobs that were up for grabs that they weren't really sure mm-hmm. about. So you've got, you know, yet uh, I think it was Miles Jackson, cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, uh, Polidor, free safety, and then there's another like Nickelback job, uh, Price, I believe. All yep. three of those I think were up in the air going in. So again, those are just I'm I'm going to assume, and I don't know people that 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 are stepping into a job, gaining confidence, and then you know they're looking for them to make some plays that maybe they had in the past. Yep, Ron, would you say um, like Kenneth Eden and Alston? Are maybe your best pass rushers? That, that was my kind of perception, um, at least from the edge spot to the end spot. That those maybe. Uh, Why didn't we bring Ron into the show? Yeah, right. <sighs> we should have. This was we the week to do it. This Sorry, was the Ron. week to do it, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, twenty twenty-five uh, in in early August or whenever that. I think the Gold Rush game out there. We'll have to bring him in. Oh, I want to go to that. Let's go well, to I'll, that. I'll, we I'll should all we should all carpool Dude, and take that long ass go. drive out. Across, yeah. on, across South Dakota and into Montana. Dallas, won't Hudson be a senior that year, though? He'll, be a, ju- he'll, be, a, he'll be a junior, which means he'll probably have a bunch of visits those weekends. But, God <laughs> dang it, I want to go. I'll, yeah, send hey, him, I'll, send him, I'll send him to Michigan with Grandpa that weekend or something. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. Maybe, maybe Helton would join us on that road trip. Yeah. Hey, we do have to talk about – this is kind of they kind of have a weapon here, right? In their new kicker slash punter, their combo guy as well. Um, did you guys see this guy? Six yeah, foot that's... nine, two hundred and twenty <laughs> some pounds. Transfer- Talk about <laughs> mechanical advantage on a giant leg. Yeah, he's dude and mass, dude's huge too. So yeah, is that legal? <laughs> I was thinking maybe they should line them up. I well, okay. So this is what I was thinking. You know, vegans cut from the NDSU jib and they like to run a little tick trickery. I think we need to keep an eye on him, you know, if we have to make him punt because he's shaped like a tight end, isn't he? I mean, if he can <laughs> oh, catch boy. the ball, he might be kind of hard to take down for, you know, if you only have four yards or three yards. So keep that in the back of your back of your mind. Yeah, that's a hell of a point. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It just is interesting to see someone that tall uh, kicking and punting. So transfer from SMU for those that haven't seen him yet. Uh, And he kicked and punted his freshman year. And then last year just did kickoff. So interesting. You saw that, that, that sign that said SMU was doing NIL before it was cool. (laughs) Sorry to comment. That's funny. Made me think of that. So good. Good job game day. Has game day picked the location, by the way? Are they going to Texas, Alabama? I that that uh, my son told me that, yes. Okay. And I have yeah, so there's some speculation they'd come to Brookings, but no, yeah. there's no way week two. But I do have a sheet. I'm gonna start tracking. I've got all the ranked matchups on November 4th for the furry cows. And I'm gonna start checking off everybody that hosts 
between now and then with the hope that maybe that brings them in. Yep. Sure. Should we do um, some predictions and then just maybe talk about some of the other Valley games quick? I don't want to steal too much thunder from the B team, but uh, there's some games, there's some games we should talk about. There are a few games. All right. Um, So let's, you writing these down, Chad, or should I write them down this year? You, you, I think you're you're better at writing them down. I'm just trying to pull up the schedule. All right, I sounds good. Forward at all. Where's so. my There's my notebook. There's a little. Oh, geez, I had my stig moment. You got to see a little bit of my basement there. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a, what a cool moment that was though. It was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that it really looked good. Everything about that process and uh, the coin flip and whatnot was cool. So it would have been better if we would have won the coin flip, I guess, but you know, hey, we, we got the ball first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to see that make rants and raves one week. If we, if we, we, everything goes great, but we lose the coin flip. I want to see <laughs> you put that in. Okay. Good. Good. You can ask Brendan. I will complain about anything. <laughs> that doesn't go the way I want it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dallas, who are you picking for uh, offensive player of the week? We didn't talk about how we did, you know, because I think I picked Savion just for the record. I think you did. Yeah. I, I did too. But I don't know if you, but you probably picked it first. So you, you get it, but yes. No, whatever. No, there's no, it's, 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 it's a tie. We both win. Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I wanted to, actually. I wanted to see a little more Angel Johnson than we did. Um, yeah, me too. Yep, yep. That guy is gonna bust one. It is right around the corner. He just, dang near had one this game, and I once was, he does, watch out. He's in the end zone. The boy. I was sold. I. We we were on the on the sideline row one for the Iowa game last year, and he was the most impressive person walking out of the the tunnel on the entire team we're at, oh who's that and i went oh that's angel okay so that's where i'm like i, I think he's gonna he's gonna get his moment just because physically again speed we know he's fast mm-hmm. um all right so since you're making me pick coming up uh i think we're gonna sling the ball around um gotta hydrate bud what's that <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Chad's responding to Rev's comment about oh, uh, gotcha. Bush. Bush, I thought you drank uh, beer. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm on my phone, so I can't see anything. So if anyone wants to talk smack, I won't be able to see it if you pop it up. I don't know. We're going to throw the ball. Um, you know, let's go Mark. I think Mark's going to put up some great numbers. I think he's going to run for one. I think he's going to throw for 300-ish. Uh, great game. Let's go with Mark. That, or Chad? Well, Ron Lowney wants us to play, pick the Yankees, and uh, thanks for recognizing that not, might not be spelled right, and it unfortunately is not. I, I think Griffin Weldy, bud. I, I'm gonna pick him. Matt's, Matt's not happy. I can see that's who he was. Oh, uh, it's a ballsy I, pick. I think, <laughs> I think the kid's gonna get deep, and and they don't have the horses to run with that kid. He's fast, man. Okay, so not, not to again, I'm. I, I have all the respect in the world for him. He's going to be the man for three or four years, but this is essentially, I mean, we've got, this is like, this is like Michigan playing at Georgia week two. And the true, you think the true freshman is going to be the offensive player of the week? I think he could be. I'm just saying that kid's so fast. And we saw in the last game, they struggled a little bit with the faster guys that for Utah tech, if we can get him the ball and he can get behind them, it's, uh, it's going to be rough for them. For all those reasons, uh, Dallas just said, I'm picking Jackson. So um, (laughs) that's why I was smiling. That's why I was smiling, Chad, because I was like, (laughs) are we going to see the other Yankee is going to be the other question, I guess. Cause if he's on, then obviously, well, probably not going to be on the field. So I could be wrong, but, uh, uh, also at receiver, um, Graham Gorin looked good too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yes, he did. So, all right, defense, uh, Chad, I'll let you go defense first here. Number 11. Um, that's Where that's my going? guy this game. I, I love the Mike linebacker, but he's going to be the spy, like somebody mentioned earlier, 
on here on the quarterback. And I think Freeman, I mean, dude, dude does nothing but tackle people behind the line of scrimmage. He He's an animal, you know, he's yeah. I, I, I can't say anything more about him. So that's my guy. All right. This week. I am going to go with Dyshawn, who maybe Ooh, didn't have ah. the, his best game, but I think he's going to be a factor in the run game on some of these quarterback uh, outside zone stretch plays that, that they like. So going with Dyshawn. Dallas, how about you? I was going to go Freeman for everything that Chad just said, but let's go Savion again. All right. All right. I mean, well, Dustin been... Helton picked wrong because uh, he's going with Shiner Bach. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, if you're paying attention earlier, dude's hurt. So he won't be playing. If, I mean, this is, this is going to be sidelined. If this game is executed well and we have great coaches, it is going to be the front four absorb the brunt of everything. They open up clear lanes and someone has to be able to get sideline to sideline and make tackles. So it's there's there needs to be a linebacker with like – 17 tackles this game. Also, that's why that coupled with my comment about the closing speed that Tucker large has Mm -hmm. Jim Poppin has a good, good choice there as well. So, yep. Yep. Uh, All right. Uh, Score prediction. I really haven't settled in on this yet. Um, I I feel a little lost on it. So I'm going to go like 3824. That's hard for me to say. I was going 3124. Goodness sakes. So I got and I got 3520. Okay. And Chad, you're 3124. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're all right in that neighborhood. That 24 feels like a lot of points for us to give up, but at the same time, uh this offense really? I think is, is is tricky. Like they have good players too. So you know, this this might be if everything goes the way we want it to, this very well could be the team we see in Frisco. Yep. I mean, this, it's to, to say that we give up 18 or 20 or 21 or whatever is not an insult to our defense. This very well might be the second best team in the FCS. Yep. Yep. Uh, and these predictions, easy. yeah, yeah. These predictions were sponsored by Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Uh, excited. I'm going to, I told my son, I'm going to hit up Culver's after the game with him. I'll let him get some ice cream for the ride home. So some scoopy uh, tokens. I don't, I, we won't have any scoopy tokens, but He's kind of strange. He likes his ice cream just like vanilla or chocolate right now. He doesn't like custard. anything in it. So, yeah, custard, right? Custard. Thanks. So uh, I'll be doing, you know, my peanut butter uh, cement mixer. That's what I'll be sprinkles, doing. Sprinkles, I'm guessing lots of sprinkles for you. <laughs> yeah. so, sprinkles are for winners. So we'll be having them sprinklers. <laughs> sprinkles. <laughs> Sorry, they don't, they don't need sprinkles there. I just I like sprinkles on ice cream. Oh, uh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be getting and doing after. But thank you, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Rev's getting his first Culver's experience in when he comes up. So that's What's exciting. That? We should document when, that, by the way. When is, and when his is first Rev... breakfast pizza, I guess, too. So. Oh, Perfect. God. When... Sorry, when is he coming up? Do we know this, Rev? Are you? I can't read the screen. I think Friday night he's spending the night with uh, Brendan and Ariel. Oh. Um, that's mm. my understanding. I could be incorrect. He'll correct us, obviously. Good. Perfect. So for anybody who doesn't know, Rev, FCS Fans Nation coming up from Texas, uh, going to have his first experience in the area. Yep. Ke- for it. Kevin, when are you were you and Stone getting in where you guys uh, – I heard you're connected with Rick Jensen, but – don't know when you're getting in, so let us know on that too. Right, yeah, that? and if you guys don't check out his show, you know, FCS Nation Radio on Twitter, he posts there, and uh, you can check that out. Him and Stone do a good job. Perfect. I'm excited to meet those guys. You know, this is going to be fun. And, and again, just everybody that's listening, this is, if, if you're an FBS person, this is Georgia michigan week two this is a very big deal this is exciting there's a reason why it's sold out immediately i'm really excited for that i i don't know that i've been this outside of the the natties guys like i've never been this excited for a game this far out awesome i agree but i think michigan's not a great reference there just my opinion (laughs) given a little bit too much credit to michigan maybe ohio state or (laughs) dude ohio Ohio state can't i don't think they're scoring points this year and i yeah, I'm excited to see actually what Youngstown does against them this week. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, good segue, Dallas. Speaking um, of that, good uh, work. Our, our Missouri Valley Conference uh, peers, 
honestly, like it was an up and down weekend, right? We all thought you and I had a better chance against Iowa State and would look much better than they did. Oh my, yes. That was so disappointing. That yeah. was terrible. And the guy that we thought was going to show out the most, their quarterback, did not look sharp at all. Yeah. No, their their offensive didn't. line got their ass kicked, though, by that Iowa State he, front seven. He, you and I's O-line looked like shit. They really did. And yeah, I, I, I don't like running down an FCS team, but, man, they look bad. Apparently yeah. the way to make make the O'Day pedestrian is just put pressure on them all the time. I, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing our uh, defensive coaches took note of that one. Man, that was obvious. Yeah. Uh, NDSU, you know, put up a ton of yards. Uh, they won big like they were supposed to against Eastern Washington. Uh, I'm not sold on them still. Uh, Cam Miller to me still looked the, the offense as a whole, not even just Cam. The offense just looked disjointed. Um, and Eastern Washington did move the ball at times too. It's just they had a lot of stupid that happened to them and their offensive line too. Offensive line play is so crucial. Eastern Washington's offensive line was not good or up to the task of that game for sure. I couldn't, to me, the whole thing depended on what, like, I don't know what Eastern Washington looks like this year. And, you know, we're trying to get, you know, Kyler's talking about him on the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know, the fans nation group. And, you know, I think he's a little unsure, but it, it just, it, it was a very, from what I watched a very NDSU game where you've got just pound the ball, pound, pound the ball, two yards, one yard, 12 yards, one yard, three mm-hmm. yards, 15 yards. And, and that's just the way the, the, the game went that I watched. And I don't know who they were facing. So we'll see how the, the year progresses. Yep. I had heard a couple people say, cause I didn't get a chance to watch that game. So I'll admit it that even though that's the case, Dallas, that they didn't even look NDSU sharp at that. I, I don't know. How, how did you see that? It just, to me, it was, I didn't know that they, I thought they looked relatively sharp from the parts I watched. And again, it was, I, I didn't watch the whole game. I saw, you know, three or four chunks, but you know, they would, you know, trying to grind the ball and then, you've got a very strong, powerful running running back that hits a seam and can get 12. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, looking for that little crease. And it looks like, to me, they were just picking apart a defense that they looked in control of and could decide, like, okay, here we see this. Here's a matchup. We're going to figure out the formation, the way to exploit this guy on this guy. There it is, 12 yards. And they did that. It's it, And that's the thing that pisses me off about NDSU is they are so surgical in the way that they run the ball it's like there's this precision level in like a an air raid offense, right? Where you're looking for a matchup of of, of this this wide receiver on this linebacker, and you're going to yep. get it. To me, when I watch North Dakota State, and I hate them, is that they look for okay, I'm going to get this tight end on this linebacker. He's going to blow him up. That's going to give my running back 12 yards, and like that's the way they approach a game. And that's I don't know. That's what the, the it looked like to me from what I watched. Yeah, I'd say they're all they're tight ends were a bright spot for their offense. Um, right. I, I thought uh, Stoffel looked good. And then the transfer from Buffalo um, that, that just didn't see the field last year looked really good too. That Finn Diggins looked nice. Um, that's a great name. Finn yeah. Diggins. Really? Sorry. So, <laughs> no, that's a good so, name. Yeah. I have the same thought. Uh, some other standouts from the Valley, in my opinion, uh, Illinois state looked really good. Zach Anikstead makes that offense much better. Um, they're playing He's Dayton, such a good though. Fo- so. Guys, he's such a good football player. Yeah. I mean, they, again, it, you know, when I think he was he, – actually, he was he was in my neighborhood, neighborhood here in Mankato, I think. Uh, ended up going to IMG Academy in Florida, went to Minnesota, and now is finishing out at, you know, there mm-hmm. um, at Illinois State. And, I mean, that is a very, very good football player that if everybody gels around him uh, is going to cause some trouble. Yep, yep. Uh, the Sock Lukies, Dustin Elton brings the Sock Lukies up. Um, Southern Illinois picked apart Austin P last night. Nick Baker looked sensational in the yep. bits and pieces that I caught. And there's enough weapons around him in the passing game, too, that they're going to be okay, even with the graduation of so many good players for them, too, that have been around forever. So that's going to be a fun to watch. Still don't know about their defense for sure, but uh, we'll see. U- UND also. Um, Tommy Schuster looked really good. Bo Belquest had a sensational play. Um, kind of they did it like a trickeration play, like UND does, and he broke a bunch of tackles. and It, it was a fun of a fun play, but that's going to be a combination to watch this year. 
Um, and you, when UND's offense is clicking, they're fun. So, Matt, what was your takeaways from the USD game uh, to, to continue down? Oh, line sure. So I, I, didn't, I, I didn't get a chance yeah. to watch them either. So I just uh, caught bits and pieces of that game. Um, I wasn't shocked by the score. Sounded like Missouri did call off the dogs in the second half um, when, when that game was pretty out of hand. But USD fought in the second half. They didn't just roll over like they were used to seeing them do sometimes in big games like that. So they played with pride, and um, we'll see. It, it didn't sound like their offense had any chance really against Missouri's defense pretty much the whole game. Their offensive line was overwhelmed basically the whole time is what I've heard. So is what it is. I mean, from the score and, and – and the box score, it looked like their offense was arguably better. I heard Bauman looked good uh, mm-hmm. in his in his return. So, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing a little bit more from them, what yep. they actually are are going to be this week, you know, because who do they play this week? Uh, St. Thomas. Yeah, well, Thomas. That's, is, yeah. that's probably not a good place to see. But they barely, they barely St. Thomas beat ain't Black bad, Hills. though. They barely yeah. beat Black Hills, man, this week. I could not believe that watching that score. So that was disappointing to see, but Youngstown, the other game in the Valley, um, they had a really sluggish first half, then turned it on in the second half and scored a bunch of points. Um, And so that, you know, maybe they got right. Who knows, but really a slow start for them, which I'm just so glad that we didn't have, we got out and just took care of business right away where some of these teams didn't. So how did Indiana State look? I thought somebody was saying they, they got beat by Eastern Illinois, thirty-four yeah. to zero or something like that. Oh, okay. Like Murray State's the one that looked good last night. They looked decent last night. I must have confused the ISU a B with the ISU R. So yeah, my bad. Nope, Indiana State lost terribly. I think Kurt Mallory is going to be out. You can't be losing games like that to Eastern <sighs> Illinois. It's really too bad because I, as a coach and as a dude, I think I really like him. You know, Dallas has something to add, I think, potentially, because he's waving his hand. So. I think that was a no. Don't put me on. No, oh. no, sorry. No, no, I don't know what you – I'm not sure what you're talking about. I was There was like 10 times there I was trying to interject on the USD thing. And, well, and that's like, why I no, left you was, off. You were on, off, on, off. So, and I sorry, realized man. that my phone wasn't letting me rejoin and whatever. So, hi. Yeah, what, what do you, you have to say about USD? Go ahead. And he's <laughs> priceless. Nice, you're a good-looking dude. Oh, That's a good gosh. pose. That's you know, funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you off though. Sorry, bud. All uh, right. Anyway, should we wrap this up, Chad? <laughs> you know, I think so. It's about that time. It um, is. We're at an hour. We're, we made our, we made our bonus money. We got over an hour. Yep. Um, so, man, we, we'd love to have Dallas back on to close out though. Yeah, I really tried. Am I am I on now? Yeah, yeah, you're on. Okay, sorry. You want to say anything about USD? Uh, no, I was so back when you again talking about how when I had I've got a buddy here in town that played for USD, and he was really negative on how the offense played, and specifically just the the line play made it so they couldn't move anything. He actually thought it could have been worse than it was. So, um. I, I I watched it. I I thought they did fine. I, to me, like that's about how the game should have played out. Mm-hmm. You've got a you've got an F- FCS team that you know still trying to figure some stuff out. You've got uh, Josh Davis. I'm a huge fan. He's going to figure out schematically how to take advantage of what they have. So to me, it wasn't terrible. All right, all right. Um, I am so excited to see some of you at tailgating. I uh, hope to make it over to two the book club at some point uh, just to see people. Um, but I know. I believe brisket will be there. Um, okay. That's the word on the street. So get there early to get your brisket. Well, um, I, I likely won't be there. Miles says football, but I won't oh, be there early. But yeah. We can we can hold some for the pod father, of course. Yeah. You there know. we go. Great. Um, all right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe. Again, can't thank you all enough. Our numbers have just been insane (laughs) this year on everything we're doing and just the interest that's out there. So thank you to everyone that came and just hung out with us for the last hour to listen to us talk and get your questions answered and to share your thoughts. So It is. This is so fun. God, this week's going to be amazing. Sorry, is Ron coming to Brookings? No. 
No. Okay. I, I want to meet him. Yeah. In, in 2025, he's going to take us out for steak. Oh, he's a diehard, so we got to give props to a guy that's a diehard. It is. I yep. appreciate that and just everybody that listens because, they, uh, as Matt mentioned, just our numbers right now, you know, we go through and track between all the different podcasts um, and, and blog posts and different interactions, and it's through the roof. Everybody's excited. You know, I just fan, partic- fan participation is in a spot it's never been before, and this is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And we would love to continue to grow that. So there's there's quite a few people that don't know we exist still. Uh, you know, I talked to to Matt's favorite long snapper, um, who who's no longer with the team. I gave him a pudding shot at at tailgating, and he wasn't 100 percent aware of what we do. Kind of, but he didn't know what? about. Yeah, Jaden. What? Jaden's his name, right? Yeah. I think I think maybe he just doesn't know about the blog. You know, he doesn't know a hundred percent of what we do. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, like, okay, fair you know, enough. You know, so, yeah, yeah, there's a few things he wasn't a, completely aware of. And, that is a uh, no. That is a great point. So what Chad is getting at here is please share, like, subscribe, rate, tell a friend, share on Facebook, comment, whatever you need to do. How, however, you're hearing this. Uh, help spread the word because you know we are trying to make a difference with with just SCF2 athletics and and this team is doing amazing things we want to spread we want to grow the fan base we want to make people excited and help kind of just bring things along uh, and we need your help with that so yeah and if we double our subscribers Matt will double our salary so there's that too perfect zero times two (laughs) I uh, forget yeah all right all right let's wrap this up (laughs) indeterminate form (laughs) <laughs> not exactly all right with that go big go blue go, go jacks. jacks buddy we hope you enjoyed this podcast we also would like to once again thank our sponsors the Kubota dealers of south dakota culvers of brookings and watertown and jackrabbit central and as always go jacks